Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This might be uh, a little bit confusing to overseas listeners. We mm. do have a lot. Um, but yeah, there has been a natural disaster with the amount of floods that are happening around Brisbane. So this, if you weren't able to listen this morning, we'll have all of it. Uh, all of it together, really. Yeah. We talked to the Prime Minister. We talked to the Lord Mayor. We talked to the Deputy uh, Premier. We talked to a lot of people. We did. Mm. The storm chasing is very interesting. I always imagine it like Twister. You know, the movie Twister, where they're all in the cars yeah. chasing after it. I just feel fr- frustrated. Uh, Ellie's here as well because she was filling in for Matt. Hello. Matty's hey. stranded at home in Oxley. Yeah. yeah. I feel. I do feel quite stress- stressed about that, like how you kind of go, we're all relying on the bomb. Mm. That you kind of go, and you may have that question, where are they sending the information? And they are. Mm. But you sort of feel like if there's more information given, would it not be improved? Do we need to be weather nerds like in Twister and make our own Dorothy? <laughs> like, is that, was that the chasing was that the, machine? Have you not seen Twister? Oh, I have, but I no. forgot Dorothy. It's a girl from, yeah, I love her. So yeah, and they, connection there. They put her up in the they thing. They put her into the Twister. That's how she gets to Oz. Oh, yeah. got it. Yeah, clever. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is a bit of a more of a serious one today, uh, but it is still going on in Brisbane, so here is the podcast. Stay safe, everyone. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Maddie can't get into work at the moment because he lives in Oxley, which is one of the worst affected places as well. Morning. Hey, guys. How you going? Stressful weekend. Yeah, there's been a little bit of stress about we're just over at mum's um, mum's place at the moment, mm. and um, I don't know if you can hear this. She's uh, got a waterfront property at the moment. Oh. Now, her place went under in 2011, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it did. So we've got, which is uh, like a blessing and a curse, because obviously curse for going under, but at least there's a sort of a baseline to work off. Mm. Um, so we have an idea. Mum knows where it went up to that year, mm. so... Yeah. Because it's come up so quick, we haven't, you know, no one could get a removalist truck in and get all their stuff out because both ends of the street were blocked. Mm. Um, and you couldn't drag anything up through the backyard because the rain was just too bad all weekend. So at least we have an idea um, where we can lift everything above. Mm. And, you know, if you put stuff on beds and benches and stuff, the stuff's going to get lost. But um, it's just grabbing what we can now. That's the thing, though, Maddie. We're... We're talking about how we expected it to be rain and there was a few false starts throughout the week, but then it came down so heavily on Friday that I'm guessing it was fine one moment and then it really started to creep up before you could do anything, like you said, getting removalist. Yeah. Well, Friday night, so uh, mum and I were messaging Friday night and she was like, I'm a bit worried. And I was like, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You know, it'll pass overnight. And then at about... 10.30 10.30 when it was just like, because it started raining when we were on air on the Friday morning. Yeah, and didn't and it stop. Was, yeah. yeah, like, and it just went all Torrential, day. yeah. 10.30, I came over to mum's place and um, the roundabout at the bottom of her street was starting to flood. And so I came in and I saw her and we were chatting and then we did a couple of laps half an hour later and it was just rising and rising. And if mum's street, it, it starts from both ends and once it fills, you can't get a car out. Mm. So I said, look, just come over. To, to my place. So she came out Friday night, stayed at our house Friday night, and then I woke up at about 4.30 on Saturday and I thought, oh, I'll just go and see if that water's gone away. Mm. And both ends of the streets completely under, you know, people were starting to pull stuff out of their houses. Um, you know, we're reversing cars out of, you know, water and things. So it just, 
it was like Friday. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of rain about to Saturday just going, oh, no, this is going to be trouble. But even then, throughout Saturday, we were like, nah, it'll, it'll, it'll stop soon. But it just didn't. No. How is Zita holding up? She has a pretty brave face on mm. at the moment. There's been a few tears here and there. Her hands are on hips at the moment. Um, but, um, but you know, we've, she's been through it before. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, it was easier last time cause she was only, um, it, it was a rental property then. So it was sad for it to happen, but now all of her belongings are in there, you know? So yeah. and you know, the hardest thing is to decide what do you grab mm. and what do you leave? You know, and you've, mm. I, we found ourselves like grabbing things that you're like, do I really need that? But you, I don't know. Because it's all her stuff. Well, it's all the sentimental. You you can't really decipher with what's important and what's not when you've only got. And she is a keeper of things, isn't she, Maddie? Oh, she's a collector, my mum. Don't give her a lecture when you're going (laughs) through it. How's the rest of Oxley? Because you weren't able to get into work today. Like You you actually physically could not get in. And the Premier is saying for everyone to work at home. We're saying that we're here at all the rest of work is. How is the rest of Oxley going? Um, It's There's just water everywhere mm. like there's only some roads as well like some people are actually flooded in their areas mm-hmm. um and i mean everyone around here knows where the water lies so they know where not to go and stuff but you know it, it's just so hard to explain because every hour you don't know what it's going to be like yeah no. yeah and you know like we've just re- i've just written a marker on mum's wall there um oh. now to see like what it's going to be like in the next 30 minutes. Well, that's why we're saying that, you know, we're thankful that the rain seems to have not be belting down anymore, but you've still got high yeah. tide happening around, eight, around o'clock, 8 o'clock that no one knows yeah. what that's going to happen. They're expecting it to be higher than what they thought originally. Yeah. And, I mean, people around here have been incredible. You know, the Facebook for how evil it can be has been really amazing <laughs> this, this weekend. Like the community page, you know, People have been sleeping in cars mm. um, and then other people have been bringing them in so they can shower, have breakfast. You know, people who can't take um, animals with them, other neighbours have been grabbing animals um, and all that sort of stuff. But I think it, the feeling around here at the moment is not, no one knows because that high tide's at, um, I think, 8 o'clock, just yeah. before 8 mm. this morning. So mum's probably got, I reckon, another 50 centimetres before it touches her. Her floorboards completely because her house is stumped, um, and we just we don't know. Well, we'll, get, we'll check in you um, later on this yeah, morning we'll as well. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, how how are all you guys? It must have been wild around your places too. Yeah, well, we can't really compare. We're not a, in that, that's what we're saying though. There's certain areas at ours. Like I sort of had to do a few different ways getting in here mm. um, yeah. this morning and some of the water had disappeared in certain places and then completely flooded in others. We're saying that it seems like so many suburbs are affected, but it's like this house is, but this, this house is fine. And like you're, you're lucky yeah. you're on a hill, you know, in your yeah. place, but so many neighbours are affected, but yeah, we're well, okay. That's even what's bizarre at mum's place. So this, you, you've seen the photos of hers uh, and we'll get them up on Instagram. Her house was, is the last one. Mm. Somehow she's bought the house that is right in the centre of the street and the highest point. So, you know, yesterday we were standing on her front yard and you could see all these houses under, but hers wasn't yet. Mm. Mm. And then, like, today it's in exactly the same boat as everyone. But that's what's so strange about it because you're like, surely that you look at it and you go, that water's got to rise a metre to touch. Mm. And then 12 hours later, it's there. It just seems unbelievable. <laughs> 
All right. Well, good luck out there, and we're thinking of you, and we'll check in later Thanks, on guys. the show. All righty. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Hope everyone does all right today. Mm. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab Abby and Matt. This is a very extreme weather event. We have a rain bomb above southeast Queensland. For so many, this is a case of deja vu. Yeah, Prime Minister Scott Morrison, thank you for joining us. Uh, Good morning. Did You flew in yesterday, was it? Yeah, I came in yesterday. I, I brought that forward. I was keen to get on the ground and uh, get a first-hand briefing yesterday out of the emergency authorities and Premier Palaszczuk. We'd been speaking, obviously, over the weekend. And the situation had deteriorated more than anticipated from what the, the Queensland government um, was uh, was saying. That's not a criticism at all, I should stress. I mean, yeah. the, the events just continued to escalate. And so I brought forward coming up yesterday, and I was very pleased to get that update and meeting with the Lord Mayor this morning. I'm, I'm just... It makes a big difference to be here on the ground yeah, and see yeah. firsthand. We did just speak to um, the Lord Mayor, and he, you know, was sort of saying was enough warning given. Um, of course, pe- you know, emotions are high when people have lost their lives, um, and yes. people are, you know, at the moment flooding in their their homes, and they're saying that you know they weren't given enough notice. And we spoke to him, and he said, you know, the bomb kept changing their information. Is yeah. there? Do you believe that they ha- are giving? I know it's his predictions. That's exactly what it is when yeah. they're doing the weather. But mm. people are saying that they got more information from storm tracing websites. And I question: Is there anything that the bomb can do to improve the predictions that they are giving and the warnings they are giving to people? Because that's what we're basing it all on. Well, you want them to be as as accurate as they possibly can be, and. and- the federal government has been pouring money into the Bureau of Meteorology over the last three years, upgrading all of their systems and their gauges and their, their monitoring systems and so on. Um, but in the middle of, a, of, of an event such as this, I mean, the focus is very much, and I'm sure this is the case for the Premier and the Lord Mayor, is just delivering that immediate response um, to get people out of out of trouble where they are mm. um, and to ensuring you know issues like uh, water water supplies uh, and uh, and power availability and uh, ensuring people uh, are remaining safely in place. That's a key message we're trying to get across, right across, whether it's in the, the city of Brisbane or more broadly afield in Logan and Ipswich and, and other places. If it's flooded, forget it. Mm-hmm. If you're in a safe place, stay in that safe place. Uh, going across these waters is very treacherous. We've sadly lost another life overnight and there are more people missing and uh, the event is a very serious one. Um, but uh, nature has a way of, uh, of writing its own rules and I think that's what we've seen and we just have to respond respond as efficiently and as professionally as we can. Queensland's very good at responding to natural disasters and yesterday I was pleased. Well, it's true. I was pleased to hear it once again, not just from the Premier, but um, from the the senior officials as well, that the the collaboration between the Commonwealth Government and the State Government and local government has been first class. But, um, you know, this is a very serious, um, serious flooding event. Yeah, and we won't really know. I mean, it is that weird thing where the sun is out now, so everyone's kind of like, oh, phew, but it's not over yet, and we're not really going to know how much uh, damage has been really done until the floodwaters recede. Um, what sort of um, packages are you looking at for the people of Queensland that are going to need some help? Sure. Well, I think you're right to, to note that even as, as the rain is not falling now, the flood levels remain high, and we anticipate that happening for some days yet to come. Mm. Um, so the defence forces will be will be mobilising to particularly support in the recovery and the clean-up effort. Um, they're already mobilised now to support uh, with rescues, and we've had the, the Taipans up here doing that job, already saving lives. Uh, the disaster recovery payment we've already activated out in Gympie and North, North Burnett. Um, we'll be extending that 
um, today, um, so payments will be able to be accessed, we believe, tomorrow uh, across the uh, city of Brisbane, uh, uh, Logan and, uh, and uh, more further afield up in Ipswich. Uh, and so that will be important, and many other local council areas we're adding to that. Now, that's $1,000 per eligible adult and $400 per eligible child. That is all funded 100% by the federal government. On top of that, there's the, dis the disaster recovery allowance. Now, that is where people um, who are unable to get to work and over a period um, are unable to, to access income, and that payment can go up to 13 weeks. And that's particularly helpful to small businesses. Mm. Um, I mean, others who are on salaries will be able to go back to work once those floodwaters go down. But mm. for small businesses who have flooded and they can't trade, that's going to be a big impact on their income. And yeah. so there are ongoing payments for them. That's what we've used in, in all the flood events and bushfire events, and it's been a very helpful payment. I know you're a religious man. I was just wondering if you could put a good word so the rest of the year can just be an uneventful uh, year, perhaps. Yeah, remember when we used to just chat and shoot the shit? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I wish we were, we were doing that, but I can tell you over the last three and a half years, I've worn out mm. the carpet beside my bed on my knees, I can tell you. It hasn't just been these terrible floods. Yeah. yeah. The pandemic, the bushfires, the cyclones, the mice plagues, the drought. Yep. I mean, it's been a really tough time for Australia, but aren't Australians amazing? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. They're just amazing. Their resilience is incredible. At the same time, we obviously have the terrible events unfolding in Ukraine, which is obviously um, commanding a lot of my attention as well. Mm. And uh, we're stepping up our efforts there, working with our partners. And for all of those in, in, in Queensland from the Ukrainian community here, our hearts are with you, our prayers are with you, and we're doing everything we can to support those in your homeland. Prime Minister Scott Morrison, thank you for calling through this morning. Thank you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The Lord Mayor of Brisbane, Adrian Schrinner, on. Adrian, uh, you are advising people to, to stay home today? Yeah, definitely. If, it, if it's safe to be in your home, um, then that is the right place to be at the moment. We saw over the weekend so much traffic out on the roads, mm. and with all the roads flooding, it was actually making it really difficult for the emergency service workers to get around. Um, so uh, please stay at home. We've obviously we've stopped the public transport. The schools are closed. Uh, it's important that, that people really heed that warning to stay at home. Uh, that keeps them safe, and it also makes it safer for our emergency service workers. So I just want to check, Matt, how are you out there, Oxley? Uh, well, Maddie's uh, at home at the moment because Oxley, as you would know, so he's not on. No, no he's been. He's been. No, he can't. He can't get in. Um, Stab yep, and I yep. were safe to come in. We had to fly. Uh, try you a few. Okay? A few, few different ways. Uh, he is. He's he, on a hill, but his mum... His mum's house is a concern, and he's uh, anxiously waiting for this uh, This peak. She is in a bit of a lower-lying area, and her whole street has gone under hers as the last house. So, yeah, we're keeping an eye on that uh, and many other stories across Brisbane. Adrian, can I ask you, saying about the, you know, too many people on the streets on the weekend, um, but there seemed like there was a late warning for that. Like, we were all trying to send text messages saying a school's going to be on, and I know that... It's, it's, you know, it's Mother Nature. I know you guys can't control that. But do you think that the warning was given too late yesterday? Well, it was a problem for all of us, including the authorities, because what we had is the, the BOM weather um, predictions continually changing. Mm. Uh, so on Saturday, they predicted that the rain would stop on Sunday at some stage, and yeah. then it didn't. Um, and then, the you know, for example, the river, flood levels or the flood heights kept on changing. So right. uh, it was first predicted that it would be 2.7 yesterday, and then it became 3.1, mm. so it was significantly higher. And then yesterday evening, uh, we got three different bits of advice from the BOM about what the river height would be. 
So they first said 3.4, then 3.7, and then finally 4. So mm. it's been a rapidly moving situation, and, and the advice from the BOM kept on changing. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's the reality. With so much rain, they just couldn't they couldn't get their predictions right, mm. and that affects all the things like flood modelling that we were trying to do. So we've been running multiple different models as their information changes, uh, and it was just such a quick-moving situation. So... Everyone's been doing the best they can, but the information just kept on changing. Mm. Those predictions changed, and that the amount of rain was literally oh, a yeah, rain. I've never, never, never seen anything like it. Yeah. 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 What do you do? Do you just flick a switch and go, okay, we were modelling for the coronavirus, now we just switch, now we're modelling for the floods. It's the same, the same kind oh, of what thing. What else have we got this you year? Know, Please no yeah. more. Well, that's the thing. In 2011, the big difference was that there were many days warning that mm. the flood was coming, and it wasn't raining, so it had stopped raining. And, and so it was, you know, dry in many parts of the city and, and people had multiple days notice that it was coming. Yeah. Whereas this time the rain just kept on coming, didn't stop. Um, one of the challenges today is that, you know, I, can, I look up and I, I can see some blue patches above us and uh, a lot of people will think, well, you know, is the danger over? It is not. Mm. We've got, you know, the, the high tide peak happening now um, and then it will happen again at 8 p.m. tonight. So those two peaks are the danger zone. And that's why we need people to stay at home. And it's, it's a good point you make about the 2011, because, I mean, we're humans. We like to make comparisons and everyone's going, is it as bad as the 2011? Is it, you know, other levels higher? I think that it's important to realise this is just a different situation, really. And it, it is, it's yeah. probably I mean, we, comparable, if not worse, but it, it's we, completely yeah, different. Yeah, that's the thing. We, we saw areas of Brisbane flood that didn't flood in 2011 because it was creek flooding. Yeah. yeah. That localised creek flooding. Um, and so there, there are a lot of parts of the city that were worse. Um, the river flooding is not expected to be worse than 2011, but there was worse creek flooding in parts of the city. So it's, it is a different event, definitely a different event. Adrian, Trina, no doubt you're going to have a briefing today, but as we were just saying that it's not over yet, that we are expecting it to peak, uh, I guess, shortly um, at, at four metres, yep. are schools going to be shut tomorrow? Are people going to be advised to stay home again tomorrow? Look, we'll be uh, we'll be getting together with the Premier um, again today. So we had uh, disaster meetings yesterday. There'll be another one today. That'll determine what happens next. But look, if I had to if I had to take a guess, I suspect that the schools will be shut again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's just my my gut. Well, feeling. there's a lot of people that are still cut off. You know, we're, we're talking yeah, about Manny right. not being able to get to work. You can imagine you don't want to put people at risk getting them to to school. Exactly, and that's the thing. You know, we we need to know what the flood height's going to be tomorrow, and so. Today's levels will give us a good idea on what's going to happen tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll be able to make judgments on you know what what things are up and running again and what things um, are still stopped. So, look, the other thing I did want to let you know about as well is that we're doing the planning work for uh, the next phase, which is the cleanup phase yeah. and the Mud Army 2.0. And so uh, now's not the time to start cleaning up. We've still got more floodwaters coming through, but the minute it is safe to do so, we'll be activating that Mud Army again. There's been a great community spirit. So many people want to help, mm. and we'll be getting that Mud Army up and running again. So please stay tuned for some more news on that. All right. Adrian Schreiber, thank you for your time. And speaking of the cleanup, just as I'm looking out over the Brisbane River, there is a massive slab of something uh, barreling down as well. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it is rather large, and it's heading towards the uh, the city as we speak. So there is going to be a lot of cleanup that needs to be done. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Stay and- safe. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We did sound 131060. Call through with any update of your area. Ruth, where are you? Um, I'm actually in Bucken in Logan. And 
we've been kind of okay the last couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, but we've woken up this morning to no power. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was quite funny. I was only messaging my neighbour last night saying, oh, we've been lucky. We haven't lost any power or anything yet and then woken up to no power. You jinxed yourself, um, Ruth. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've had to come out this morning to get milk, even though we don't have power. I've had to get milk because um, I've got a little bub. Mm. Um, and we've I've gone over the bridge at Waterford, um, I think it's Logan River Bridge, I'm not exactly sure of its name, um, but the water is up right. and it is high. Um, we moved into the area in 2016, so we were here for the 2017 flood mm-hmm. and that bridge, I believe, got closed. I'm not 100% sure, um, but I'm pretty sure it got closed because it like went over this bridge yeah. and to hear that this weather is like it's going to flood and more and it's gonna be as high as the 2017 floods is just crazy like it's very scary yeah yeah. and we did speak to tony Auden, who was saying that um you know it stopped raining here but it's going to be raining down south as well so Mm. try and take care we have the minute uh deputy premier of queensland stephen miles morning good morning stressful weekend hey um (laughs) There was a lot of reports, and I have to ask if you guys were prepared enough, because a lot of people are, you know, emotions are high. People have lost their houses, you mm-hmm. know, but going under, and a lot of people so sadly have lost their lives. Uh, some people are saying that the storm chasing websites had more information. Do you guys feel like you were prepared enough? Well, our disasters and emergency services always prepare for the worst, but they um, are also base their planning on what's forecast, and the forecasts changed quite dramatically over the weekend. On Friday, we were still being advised that the weather would clear on Saturday, and Sunday ended up being the wettest day in mm. uh, lot, lot, lots of parts of, of the southeast, you know, more, more than 400 millimetres. And so uh, we, we, we responded to that. That also in, uh, led to the uh, flood level for Brisbane being revised upwards uh, upwards a lot yesterday and to major levels this morning. That's what we're expecting in the next 10 minutes or so. Yeah, and what are you expecting with the um, tide rising? It's going to be a high tide at around not too far away now. Um, what What's the modelling looking like for it? Yeah, so uh, the modelling at this stage is a major flood level of around four metres. That's a metre higher than it was uh, was yesterday and about half a metre uh, lower than it was in 2011 to give you a, a bit of a comparison. Uh, do you know anything about the, uh, I guess, the warnings that have been given? We were just speaking about that uh, before, that at 3am some people got issued uh, text, text message messages. warnings and other people didn't. How are the warning systems working? Uh, there, there are a variety of different warning systems. So local governments have uh, our systems based on the numbers that they have and then there is also uh, tel- telco-based so that they can target based on what tower, you, tower you're connected to. So it would depend on which particular warning warning that was, but I know authorities are doing their very best to let people know as soon as they can when their their uh, house is in danger. Yeah, the SES is doing an amazing job yeah, um, reaching are. people uh, to be able to help them. Where is it best for people to go for advice on the latest evacuations? Uh, so uh, listening to the uh, radio is a good source. There's uh, our websites and council websites, and of course, if they're in, uh, if they need assistance, the SES. If they're in immediate danger, they should call triple zero. Stephen, we are speaking to uh, Scott Morrison coming up. Do you expect, or would you guys want some sort of um, help from him financially for the people that have been most affected? 
Yeah, so together uh, the levels of government have already activated some disaster assistance, but I'd expect that to be expanded uh, over, over coming days and certainly we'd appreciate if the Prime Minister could approve those requests as soon as they're received. And we know the rain has stopped blessedly because that was the, the rain was just, I've, I've never experienced rain like that before, but is that a false sense of security, Stephen? How long are we expecting these floodwaters to be up for? Yeah, certainly coming days, and the dam will still be draining down for, for more than a week. But you're right, the rain yesterday was just just incredible, and um, that's meant that the, all of the catchments are very, very wet. So if we get any more rain, then there will be ongoing, ongoing disaster risk. Deputy Premier Stephen Miles, thank you for joining us. Keep safe. Thanks so much for having me. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. From Channel 7, we have Matt, uh, Max Futcher. Sorry, we're all there, Matt. <laughs> hey, Max, where are you at the moment? Oh, I'm actually at Inaugura at the moment. I'm just about to go back out to the river, but yeah, I was there all, yes- all yesterday and last night. So, uh, quite incredible things out there. It's just been amazing. Yeah, we were, we know that the peak is probably going to be around about 8.30. Uh, they're predicting around about four metres, which is, I guess, worse than what they were originally saying. Yeah, well, they're saying that the peak will be uh, about four metres now, which is much higher than they'd originally projected, uh, which is meaning a, a lot more places are going to go underwater, which is really troubling. And uh, uh, there's a lot of homes out there that have needed to be evacuated overnight in the, in the dark in many cases. So it's, it's really a terrible situation. We were seeing that there's a lot of pontoons that have um, come loose and yep. it's always so scary because it is, you know, it's always those images that we remember from 2011 as well. Mm. There were a lot of places affected. We saw it, um, I think it was even at Felons we saw on the news as well mm. that they had been affected there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really chaotic scenes down on the river. Um, as you stand there, there's just pontoons and boats and all sorts of things like fridges and bins and everything just washing down. Some of them are really large pontoons. There was one yesterday, a concrete pontoon that was 40 metres. Mm. Uh, and every time they come down, it, there's tugs on the river and there are police boats on the river, but there's not much they can do to control the, the direction these things are going to take because they're just out of control in the current. And the most frightening one yesterday that probably everyone's seen by now is that houseboat that hit the Holman Street um, ferry terminal yeah. and very quickly capsized. And, and we now know that there was a 70-year-old man who was on board. Now, he's jumped off the whole, at the Holman Street ferry terminal, somehow managed to stay afloat in those swirling uh, river waters, and he's gotten to the uh, ferry terminal down at Howard Smith's Wharf, Howard Smith's Wharves, where people, just general members of the public, have pulled him out of the water. And uh, he's been checked out by paramedics, and he's fine. And anyone who saw that, that boat, that houseboat flip over... Would just be amazed. Yeah, I didn't realise someone was on it at first. Yeah, it was a miracle. Just incredible. And and that's been going on the whole time. I mean, even now there's still debris washing down, and that's going to continue to happen while those releases uh, keep coming from from Wivenhoe Dam. Yeah, well, we set up the top of Cack Street. We're looking at the river now, and it is a torrent. And that's, I imagine, it's going to be a lot faster underneath that water too. Um, You would have been on the ground in 2011. How does this compare for you? Mate, eerily similar. They, the, the experts will tell you this is a different kind of a flood, but uh, for a punter on the ground, it looks exactly the same. Um, the only difference is this time, uh, you might remember last time, it was blue skies yeah. uh, while the river was coming up, but this time, wow, my goodness, the, the rain just mm. would How not heavy. stop last yeah. night. It just kept coming down. That, that's been the real difference, but there's so many similar similarities. Um, but I guess the other similarity we're going to see in the next few days, and the call's already gone out, to be prepared to... Uh, 
enlisting the mud army. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So everyone's going to get out the gum boots and the, and the shovels again, and it's going to be time to uh, get some work done. Well, that's what they're saying. Even though you know the rain may have stopped, we're still going to see the effects of. The, the, it's the a river false sense a of security. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like mm. we're like, oh great, the sun's out, but there's still so many flooding, and it is going to continue like that for a few days when the river's this high. Yeah, I mean it's still rising. I mean I think it was uh, eight o'clock is high tide this morning, and now they're talking that four meter mark. Well, for context, 2011 was 4.46, mm. so that's mm. really not that far below. Uh, and uh, every centimeter of, uh, of that height means maybe another house. That, that gets inundated, yeah, um, and and it means and uh, more people in danger. We've now had reports of 59 year old Castleby man who's lost his life at Fitzgibbon, which is just uh, to the north of the city. He was trying to cross a creek, uh, didn't make it. People pulled him out and performed CPR, but he couldn't be saved. And now another man on the Brisbane Valley Highway rang p- police to say his car was being swept away. There's a search underway currently for him. So, yeah, the rain might have stopped, thank goodness, but this uh, emergency is far from over. Yeah, true. Thank you, Matt uh, Futcher from Channel 7 News. Really appreciate it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We are now facing days of extreme weather. Our 7 News meteorologist, Tony Auden. Tony Auden from Channel 7. Morning. Good morning, guys. Gee, what a few days it's been, and we still have that flood water to deal with today. Yeah, quiet weekend for you, mate, or...? Uh, perhaps not so quiet this weekend, but that's okay. There are people in a lot worse situations. Yeah. Hey, Maddie's not here because he's, uh, he lives in Oxley, as you know. So, so many houses are underwater there. So yeah, he's, he's at his mum's unfortunately, and it has flooded now. So yeah, more to deal with than just his lawn. Um, but Tony, a lot of people are saying, you know, we expected the rain, but we just didn't expect it to be so heavy and for so long. Yes, that's right. Look, I was probably one of the most uh, aggressive in terms of saying, hey, we have a big big event coming. I thought mm. we could get maybe a minor or even a moderate Brisbane River flood and mm. a lot of that flooding around the region. Took a couple of false starts last week then took off on Friday, but the rainfall that we've seen, especially Friday and then again yesterday, I'm finding it hard to believe what I've seen. I, I live in the northern suburbs mm. um, and those creeks that were rising, uh, I know, Stav, you're up around Barden as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, those creeks, we've sadly had another a death around Cabbage Tree Creek. They were already flooded and they rose two to three metres based off really intense rainfall stretching from the Moreton Bay region down around Chermside and into areas north of Brisbane. Most of that water was actually flowing uh, into a different catchment, the Pine Rivers catchment, but some of it is getting into Brisbane. But there was a lot more rain also flowing in and as a result, we are expecting a major flood peak in Brisbane around 8.30 this morning and we've just hit the major flood mark at the port office uh, gauge in the Brisbane city. Well, I think yesterday they were saying they were expecting around about 3.7 and now it's gone up, they're saying around about 4, four metres. Meters. And you said 8.30, right. did you? Uh, that's right. It's uh, it's going to peak around the tide, so Brisbane floods are very tidal as well. What we are expecting is the actual tide itself is going to be about 70 centimetres higher than yesterday morning's, uh, sorry, evening's one. Mm. And we saw pretty high levels there. So what you've got is the tidal water plus the flood water. This one, while it may feel like a mini 2011, those levels are still a bit lower. Uh, for context, 2011 was 4.46 metres. We are expecting closer to four metres in the city this time around. Uh, it's a different beast, though. Last time, most of that water came from Wyvernhoe. This time, Wyvernhoe is steady. It's about 184%. The water level has tapered off. From what I can see, I imagine the flood controllers are comfortable that they've got that under control, but... We've seen so much rain below the dam where it can't be controlled through Brisbane, through uh, the Bremer River in Ipswich and through locally just the creeks mm. in Brisbane. 
and all of that's flowing into the Brisbane River as well. Oh, yeah, I, I wandered down to Ithaca Creek yesterday and I've never, ever seen it like that in all my years and it was barreling, very dangerous and obviously if it's flooded, forget it. Um, the big other thing, I guess, is forward-looking. How are we looking for the rest of the week? Well, some good news. The rain has cleared south of Brisbane. A bit of stuff around the Gold Coast at the moment, but the rain of consequence, at least, uh, is essentially over for this event. You might see a little shower this afternoon. If you get a burst of heavy rain, it won't last long. It won't be really contributing to flooding. Uh, dry for the next couple of days, probably quite hot and a little bit sticky, and then a couple of showers later this week, but again, only passing rain. So the main issue is the water that's already on the ground and still some pretty dangerous conditions for the next few days. And what was it about? Because, you know, everyone was like, eyes on the bomb everyone was looking at the bomb continually and for a while especially yesterday when i think everyone was just like this has to stop eventually it looked like it was circling. it looked like every time it looked like we were just about to get out of it and you're like oh just there it's all clear and then it would just sort of ease its way back in and just stick around that's right so it's uh you know not as in brackets sexy as a cyclone or something giving us a flood but this stationary upper low has been sitting over us and basically until it wants to go away we're going to see that heavy rain so you get a band form a band form take off on the sunshine coast feeding across brisbane it's finally in the process of making its way offshore so we're seeing that rain uh, head south towards new south wales but they can hang around for days and days and days and that's exactly what's happened this time tony you were warning us about la nina um so you, you were saying it for some time when is it officially over we are expecting these ocean patterns, La Nina, to continue into autumn. Mm-hmm. So expect generally, even when it's not severe weather, cooler and cloudy conditions than normal. And then we still have the potential for severe weather events into early or mid-autumn. We can get things called East Coast lows once we get past the cyclone season. So there still is that threat of you know, another event at some stage into autumn. And that could be fueled by La Nina. Into the winter months, we tend to lose that impact. Stab did send a text to the group yesterday saying, hey, remember the pandemic? Wasn't that fun? Remember those days? <laughs> that seems like a world away. It does. does. Hey, that? we know that you're so busy on Sunrise this morning and we just want to say thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Look, everyone, please, uh, common sense, stay safe. The rain is easing, but we'll just get through the next days of flooding uh, altogether and, uh, and get the cleanup done as well. Stab, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Yeah, and it has been devastating uh, for so many people and we're not out of the woods yet. We mm. keep saying, hey, we know it, the sun is coming out, but we still haven't got the highest level um, of the river as well and we're going to be affected for a, a few days. One person that I did want to speak to, because so many of my friends were sharing uh, this over the weekend, is Thomas from Higgins Storm Chaser. Morning. Good morning. Now, now, Thomas, we've spoken to so many authorities over the weekend. We did speak to, uh, just today, sorry, we did speak to the Lord Mayor and we wanted to know, I guess, why we were getting late warnings um, of to stay off the roads and don't go into work and schools cancelled. And this was what he said. It was a problem for all of us, including the authorities, because what we had is the, the BOM weather um, predictions continually changing. Mm. Uh, so on Saturday... They'd predicted that the rain would stop on Sunday at some stage, and yeah. then it didn't. Um, and then, the, you know, for example, the river flood levels or the flood heights kept on changing. It's been a rapidly moving situation, and, and the advice from the BOM kept on changing. And a lot of people on the community boards have said, well, I got more information from storm chasers. What's your thought yes. on the, the, the information that's given? Because I'm obviously they're trying to do their best. Was this of any surprise to you? Uh, this event was not a surprise, no. Um, high resolution, uh, sorry, high resolution forecast model data um, mm. was clearly suggesting that widespread falls there of 
of 500, 600, 800, and even 1,000 millimetres plus were expected from this event. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been a little bit of a, of a changing element um, early on because we had all that rain sitting off the coast on Thursday and we're trying to work out why because no model actually had that. Um, and, of course, it wasn't raining on land. Mm. Uh, so we worked out that that did uh, sort of slow things down a little bit. We didn't get that first massive day of rain, but then all of a sudden that came on Friday, um, which did drag the system out. It has been a very, very slow-moving system, mm-hmm. uh, which is quite abnormal for these sort of upper-level systems. They seem to, or they usually move through in about a day or two, uh, mm-hmm. whereas this one's taken about four days to move through. But overall, that actually probably helped us with forecasts because we were able to judge uh, how much rain could fall given that it wasn't really moving. So we're going to see repetitive activity like we did, um, especially up there around Pomona and Coran. And then North Brisbane yesterday was something that we've never, ever seen before in that area. Mm. Um, So, no, that that did help a little bit. But overall, it it was all expected. It really was. I would imagine because it is a community, wouldn't you share your information with the bomb and vice versa? We did. We, We were sending in a lot of ground reports yesterday, especially yesterday. Um, because radar was really struggling yesterday with the intensity of, of everything. I was under the stuff in North Brisbane, so I was able to send in my own reports. Mm. And then we had around 20 messages per minute coming into the page, all from that area, all talking about flooding in their house, flooding they've never seen before, and that actually helped push the the emergency warning out um, because BOMB were then able to get ground information, which was very valuable. Seems like it needs to be more of it as well to get more of, I guess, of an accurate reading of everyone working together. What what are you seeing, um, I guess, for this week? Well, thankfully, the, the rain is stopping uh, for now. Yeah. Um, obviously, the the situation is not going to improve because we still have a lot of water to come from Wyvernhoe through the river. Um, there's still a lot of runoff from the creeks that feed into the river. Mm-hmm. So the situation with the river itself is, is only going to get worse in the short term. Mm-hmm. But in terms of any more rainfall and stuff, it, it is going to calm down for at least probably three days. Um, towards the end of the week, we do have more rain and storms coming, but it doesn't seem to be a, a long-lived event, that one. It may just be a one- or two-day thing, and it be could be more focused on storms at this stage. But, of course, that is about a week out, so we do need to just monitor that carefully. Yeah, and we're hoping that all the water, I guess, goes by then as yeah. well. Because that rain That would be another thing, yeah. I've never experienced rain like How that. How heavy it, just, it was and oh, it was constant. Just constant. Just yeah. constant. It just didn't let up the entire weekend. It was, it was. Have you ever seen anything like that before, Thomas? No. Um, so at the, at the start of the day, uh, obviously, we're, we're doing communications between the team uh, behind the scenes and we were sort of talking about past events where we've had uh, Upper Coomera got a, about 606 hours, uh, probably 15 years ago. Mm. Rainbow Beach was another one. Um, very similar systems, but Rainbow Beach got about 808 hours. And we were sort of looking at that sort of range of, well, this could honestly last six or eight, ten hours, and it ended up lasting about 11 or 12 hours across North Brisbane there. And it, it just wouldn't let up. Yeah. It, it just kept getting heavier and Every time it tried to let up, there'd be another wave that came through. And, it, yeah, that was – it's honestly – I've never, ever seen that before. And I've been in the area for such a long time. Mm. Yeah. Well, Thomas, we appreciate your time this morning from Higgins Storm Chaser. No worries. 
Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105.